Welcome back, weirdos. This is the Randomness Podcast with your host, Dee Marie Scary. I am super excited because it is now episode number three. And today we're going to be talking about a few of my favorite things, including the Dead by Daylight video game, which is cross-platform, by the way, if you're ever interested. And then we're going to get into more Prismatica, and we're going to have a little recap of that. So I hope you guys are super excited because I am, and here we go. And we're back, weirdos, with episode number three. Super duper excited today because we're going to finally get on to Prismatica because I kind of skipped it last time because my other podcast went a little bit longer than I thought. Uh, But before we get to that story, we are going to be talking about one of my top favorite things in the world right now, which is Dead by Daylight, a video game, a multi-platform video game, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, It is one of my favorite video games right now because of the fact that it is horror themed and it has savage killers in it and the fact that it kind of like lives out my like not quite fantasy, but like imagine it imaginative world of like trying to survive a horror movie because I never actually want to go through that. So this is like a offhand way of actually doing that. So if you don't know what Dead by Daylight is, Dead by Daylight is an asymmetrical multiplayer four versus one horror game where one player takes on the role of a savage killer and the other four players play as survivors trying to escape the killer and avoid being caught and killed. That is the most simplistic way to explain it. There's a lot more detail to it like once you get into the game. But honestly, it is one of my favorite games right now. It is straight to the point. It's actually quite easy to learn once you get a, get a hand of it. Um... And you can play with multi-people, like, everybody. There's also an option to play a custom game with your friends, and you get, like, all the things in it, and it's really it's really freaking cool. So if you're ever interested, I actually mainly play that on my Twitch stream, so if you're ever interested in watching me play, I'll be on there at one point or another. I'll mention it at some point on this podcast. I just haven't had time because of work and everything recently. Uh, but yeah, super excited about this. Um, there's actually going to be a new killer coming out in March that in explain exactly when uh it was going to be released but she is going to come out in early march and i say she because she is absolutely freaking terrifying from the little tidbits and um like sneak peeks they keep putting up we believe it is the girl from the ring and i think we got a yeah we actually got a confirmation from dead by daylight that it is going to be her cannot pronounce her name for the life of me i have not watched the movie since it came out back in the day it spooked me so much that i have not watched it since um as i said before it's really hard to spook me and that one actually did and it's the fact that i also worked with children for the past six years that i refused to watch it uh i'm super duper excited about it um actually right now dead by daylight is actually having an event called lurking stripes it has to do with the chinese new year because this year is the year of the tiger and i'm it's one of the best things because you get fireworks there's all kinds of different like uh items you can get at the special times uh the last time you could you could dress up as this or you can hop into a snowman and be get through the exit gate in the snowman you get a special like winter themed prize or like specialized item and it was really cool I didn't I think I got to do it once when I was playing with my friends and then two of my other friends kept doing it over and over again like one of them had like six items because he kept doing it like every other game that we played and it was it was just hilarious because you just see the snowman like waddling back and forth like trying to scoot scoot towards the exit it was so funny 
I want to say I did get one. Yeah, I did get one across the line. It was the Raccoon City Police Department Christmas sweater. Oh, I remember that day. Let me think. Uh, yeah, we were we had six games under our belt or more. I really don't remember the exact number. But we had played six rounds. I had died all the rounds. Like I was getting frustrated at all the killers. We all were at that point. They had survived maybe like four out of the six at that point like just barely or like found the hatch at the last second. But it was one of the times that like I was really trying hard, like all the rounds I was in a snowman, the killer always found me. It was such a pain in the ass. And then all of a sudden, one of the times they had decided to distract the killer long enough at the other gate for me to finally escape. And it was fantastic. Like, and then the killer finally figured out what I was doing and then they were on their way. But I, I made it across before they even like caught on to it or caught up to me. And it was great because I was super excited about it because they both got it. I was the only one in our group that didn't get it yet. And I finally got a sweater out of it. It was fantastic. I was jumping up and down in my seat. It was probably one of the highlights of my holiday season at that point because I've been working on it since the event began because we finally figured it out. And I've been trying, even on my own, trying to get across that line. And I just couldn't because it was was so hard at that point. And the killers finally figured out. And so they were trying to hunt down and like smash all of the snowmen at that point. But it was hilarious when I finally got it. I think my friends got it like six or seven times at that point. And I was like, I got one time. And they're like, good job. And I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. It was probably, like I said, it's probably the highlight of my holiday season at that point. And I was super, super sad to see it actually, like, leave the event. Like, the event ended. So I was super sad because I only got one chance to finally do it. But it's fine. I got that one sweater and I was super excited about it. And I still have it on that one survivor that I got from Raccoon City, which is Resident Evil, by the way. I would suggest watching the movie because apparently it is very much in like the same league as the actual original game, which my friend got me for Christmas this year. And I still have yet to play it. So I got to play it soon. Uh, That is on my list of things to play which is a long list right now. So right now we're going to go into chapter three of Prismatica, do a little recap, and we'll see you next time. Have fun. Chapter three. Outside, the clouds hung so low that the top of the ship's tallest mast threatened to prick one open. The wind tossed about Namus's red hair and scurried in and out of his rags. Sitting on the railing of a ship, a sailor was splicing a rope. Good evening, said Amos. I'm exploring the ship, and I have very little time. I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning, so can you tell me what I must be sure to avoid, because it would be so silly and uninteresting that I would learn nothing from it. The sailor frowned a while, then said, There's nothing at all interesting in the ship's brig. Thank you very much, said Amos, and walked on till he came to another sailor, whose feet were awash in soap suds. The sailor was pushing a mop back and forth so hard that Amos decided he was trying to scrub the last bit of color off the gray boards. Good evening to you, said Amos. I'm exploring the ship, and I have very little time, since I am to be up at four o'clock in the morning. I was told to avoid the brig, so could you point it out to me? I do not want to wander in, into it by accident. The sailor leaned his chin on his mop handle a while, then said, If you want to avoid it, don't go down the second hatchway behind the wheelhouse. Thank you very much, said Amos, and hurried off to the wheelhouse. When he found the second hatchway, he went down very quickly and was about to go into the barred cell when he saw the grimy sailor with the iron key, who must be the jailer as well, thought Amos. Good evening. How are you? I am fine. How is yourself? And what are you doing down here? 
I am standing here trying to be friendly, said Amos. I was told there is nothing of interest down here, and since it is so dull, I thought I would, could keep you company. The sailor fingered his key a while, then said, That is kind of you, I suppose. Yes, it is, said Amos. What do you keep here that is so uninteresting everyone tells me to avoid it? This is a ship's break, and we keep prisoners here. What else should we keep? That's a good question. What do you keep? The jailer fingered his key again, and then said, Nothing of interest at all. Just then, behind the bars, Amos saw a pile of grubby gray blankets move. A corner fell away, and he saw just the edge of something as red as his own bright hair. I suppose, then, said Amos, I've done well to avoid coming here. And he turned around and left. But that night, as the rain poured over the deck, and the drum, drum, drumming of heavy drops lulled everyone on the ship to sleep, Amos hurried over the slippery boards, under the dripping eaves of the wheelhouse, to the second hatchway, and went down. The lamps were low, and the jailer was huddled asleep in a corner on a pile of gray canvas. But Amos went immediately to the bars and looked through. More blankets had fallen away, and besides a red as bright as his own hair, he could see a green the color of parrot's feathers, a yellow as pale as Chinese mustard, and a blue as brilliant as the sky at eight o'clock in July. Have you ever seen someone sleep under a pile of blankets? You can see the blankets move up and down, up and down with breathing. That's how Amos knew this was a person. Psst, he said. You colorful but an uninteresting person. Wake up and talk to me. Then all the blankets fell away, and a man with more colors on him than Amos had ever seen sat up, rubbing his eyes. His sleeves were green silk with blue and purple trimming. His cape was crimson with orange design. His shirt was gold with rainbow checks, and one boot was white and the other black. "'Who are you?' asked the party-colored prisoner. "'I am Amos. I am here to see what makes you so uninteresting that everyone tells me to avoid you and covers you up in blankets.' I am Jack, the Prince of the Far Rainbow, and I am a prisoner here. Neither one of those facts is so incredible compared to the, some of the strange things in this world, say Amos. Why are you the Prince of the Far Rainbow, and why are you a prisoner? Ah, said Jack. The second question is easy to answer, but the first is not so simple. I'm a prisoner here because a skinny gray man stole a map from me and put me in the brig so I could not get it back from him. But why am I the Prince of the Far Rainbow? That exactly the question asked me a year ago today by wizards so great and so old and so terrible that you and I need never worry about him. I answered him, I am prince because my father is king and everyone knows I should be. Then the wizard asked me, why should you be prince and not one of a dozen others? Are you fit to rule? Can you judge fairly? Can you resist temptation? I had no idea what he meant. And again, I answered, I am prince because my father is king. The wizard took a mirror and held it before me. What do you see? he asked. I see myself just as I should. The prince of the far rainbow, said I. The wizard grew furious and struck the mirror into three pieces and cried, Not until you look into this mirror hole again will you be the prince of the far rainbow. For a woman worthy of a prince is trapped behind the glass, and not till she is free can you rule in your own land. There was an explosion, and when I woke up, I was without my crown, lying dressed as you see me now in a green meadow. In my pocket was a map that told me where all the pieces were hidden, only it did not show me how to get back to the far rainbow, and I still do not know how to get home. I see. I see, said Amos. How did the skinny gray man steal it from you, and what does he want with it? Well, said Jack, after I could not find my way home, I decided I should try and find the pieces, so I began to search. 
The first person I met was a thin gray man, and with them was a large black trunk in which he said was his nearest and dearest friend. He said if I would work for him and carry his trunk, he would pay me a great deal of money with which I could buy a ship and continue my search. He told me that he himself would very much like to see a woman worthy of a prince. Especially, he said, a, such a colorful prince as you. I carried his trunk for many months, and at last he paid me a great deal of money with which I bought a ship. But then the skinny gray man stole my map, stole my ship, and put me here in the brig, and told me that he and his nearest and dearest friend would find the mirror all for themselves. What could he want with a woman worthy of a prince such as you? said Amos. I don't even like to think about it, said Jack. Once he asked me to unzip the leather flap at the end of the trunk and stick my head in to see how his nearest and dearest friend was getting along. But I would not, because I had seen him catch a beautiful blue bird with red feathers around his neck, stick it through the same zipper, and all there was was an uncomfortable sound from the trunk, something like, Harumph! Oh, yes, said Amos, I know the sound. I do not like to think of what he would do with a woman worthy of a prince such as you, either. Yet Amos found himself thinking of it. His lack of friendship for you certainly doesn't speak well of his friendship for his nearest and dearest friend. Jack nodded. Why doesn't he get the mirror himself instead of asking me, Amos wanted to know. Did you look at where the pieces were hidden, asked Jack? I remember that one is two leagues short of over there. The second is up this one, and the third is somewhere nearer than you think. That's right, said Jack, and nearer than you think is a great, gray, dull, tangled, boggy, and baleful swamp. The first piece is at the bottom of a luminous pool in the center, but it is so gray there that the gray man would blend completely in with the scenery and never get out again. Up this one is a mountain so high that the north wind lives in a cave there. The second piece of the mirror is on the highest peak of the mountain, but it is so windy there and the gray man is so thin, he would be blown away before he was halfway to the top. Two leagues short of over there, where the third piece is, stretches a garden of violet colors and rich perfumes where black butterflies glisten on the rims of pink marble fountains and bright vines weave in and about. The only thing white in the garden is a silver-white unicorn who guards the last piece of the mirror. Perhaps the gray man could get that piece himself, but he would not want to. I know for lots of bright colors give him a headache. Then it says something for his endurance that he is able to put up with your glittering clothes for so long, said Amos. Anyway, I don't think it's fair for our gray friend to get your mirror with your map. You should at least have a chance with it. Let me see. The first place we are going is somewhere nearer than you think. In the swamp, then, said Jack. Would you like to come with me and get the piece yourself? Of course, said Jack. But how? I have a plan, said Amos, who could think very quickly when he had to. Simply do as I say. Amos began to whisper through the bars. Behind them, the jailer snored on his piece of canvas. And that was chapter three. I mean, oh my goodness, we have a new character named Jack. We have the random jailer who's fingering his key all the time. Ugh. And we have the thin gray man who just really wants that woman in the mirror. Creepy. Yeah, I don't want to know why he wants a woman in the mirror either. Because uh, he's already creepy enough, like feeding things to his nearest and dearest friend in the black trunk. What is in the black trunk? I want to know so bad. I don't understand why he needs to carry it around with him. Why can't they just up and go themselves? <sighs> well, we only have about two more chapters or three more chapters after this one. And then we'll finally figure out what is Prismatica. I hope you guys had fun. I'll see you next time. See ya.